Alrighty, everybody. Good evening, and it is uh, Friday afternoon, Liz, and uh, it's been a little while, but uh, had some time to take a little break from football, unless uh, you were hardcore and uh, watching the Pro Bowl last weekend. But nonetheless, Wiz, the Super Bowl is upon us. How you doing, Wiz? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, hope you are as uh, hope you are as well. And uh, yeah, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I really only saw a glimpse of it. Just uh, laughable and and all of that stuff. And really, you know, looking at the game. Uh, uh, for Sunday and uh, thinking about the line and player props and all of that stuff. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully we'll have uh, a bunch of winners to help some people make some money on Sunday. Yeah, and there's been so much going on in football. You know, the whole off-season stuff has been happening. I mean, you, you and I have a lot to talk about, actually. Uh, we'll probably not distract from this particular podcast uh kind of discuss some of the coaching changes and things that have been happening around the league. I, I think we will get to that at, at some point uh, after, the, after the Super Bowl. I think for today's podcast, I think the, the real focus is on this football game. Uh, it really comes down to a game. It's, it's been a while since we've had games with no Tom Brady or, or, or some of the perennial teams that are in, in contention. Uh, it's been over 20 years since the Rams have won a Super Bowl. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are upstart. Uh, I saw an interesting statement stat about quarterbacks making it to the Super Bowl in their second year. I believe Joe Burrow is the seventh quarterback to do so. Uh, and really a comeback year for Joe Burrow. He won comeback player of the year yesterday, actually, uh, coming back from that knee injury. And the Cincinnati Bengals have been o- able to overcome quite a lot. Uh, it's an intriguing matchup. The line has been moving back and forth between four and four and a half. Uh, I, I guess I guess Mattress Mac put a little bit more money on uh, on the Bengals, uh, Wiz, so that line has moved Back to four at the moment. I have noticed, Wiz, that the, the over-under has stayed pretty steady at this kind of 48-and-a-half level. Well, what happened was the original opening line, as far as the total, they actually opened up a total at 51, and they took a massive hit, big hits on the under, and then they adjusted, and now it's been kind of like 48, 48 and a half, 49, right in that range since then. But there are a couple of people who punished, uh, you know, the uh, people who opened the line up at 51 from, you know, being out of line with that with that spread. But since that point, it's been at uh, 48 and a half, 49. And I think the people who got in at under 51 probably happy about that. You know, I mean, could middle, could, you know, do a different, th- a few different things with that. But uh, to your point, yeah, the line has kind of stayed the same uh, in terms of four, four and a half. I have not seen a line, uh, you know, other than four, four and a half um, for the whole two weeks. You know, they, they've speculated with, uh, now granted a number of states uh, have added uh, mobile sports gambling uh, to their, uh, to, 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 to many states. It's been added, obviously, New York State being one of the biggest ones. Uh, I guess figures have pointed about 32 million Americans will actually put wagers this weekend, which is kind of an astounding number. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the systems hold up because I know uh, last year it was a little noisy during the Super Bowl. Uh, you can bet on virtually anything in this. You know, I know people like to play box pools. Do you know, Wiz, you can actually pick your numbers? For, there, there are box pool uh, ability on, on DraftKings to pick numbers, uh, and, and you get odds for each number. It, the amount of things that you can bet on, we've talked about before, the uh, cross-sports type bets that you can do, uh, you know, balls hitting, cross posts, uh, you know, coin flips, of course, number of field goals, yeah, sack. Yeah, you, you, you can bet on anything in this particular game. 
cross sports, golf against the game, basketball against the game. We have a, a bunch of friends who are just, um, I, I guess, obsessed with the boxes. I mean, I don't know about you. I think we had a conversation about this. I, I don't think you are much into it. I've never been to it, but we have a bunch of friends who are in 10 different, like, you know, the, these boxes. And uh, I don't know. I just think it gets to the point where I had a friend tell me uh, this morning that he's not even really interested in the game. He's just looking at the score for his boxes. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I know, you know, there's, you know, good money at the stake. And, you know, you, you enter these, these boxes. Some of them play 50, 100, 500 a box. And there's a lot of money at it. But I don't know. It's a Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, for each their own, I say. But uh, I'm not one of these people who's ever been obsessed with the boxes. It doesn't really interest me. Um, I'd rather try and win or lose based on skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm kind of like, I've been fortunate in the past to have won a few of these things early on, probably in the last 20 years. I think I've partaken in box pools maybe about four or five times. I kind of did it a little bit early on, but I, I've stopped doing it. I just don't feel, I just think this, it's all completely luck of the draw, and, and I, I really don't have any interest in it. I, I it's just something that doesn't compel me. I'm much more interested in, 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 in actually in, in this particular game. Uh, I'm not as gung ho on 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 the lines. I'll be curious to see what you have to say. I'm kind of torn about this particular game uh, in terms of dire- directionally how I feel about it. And uh, but I do have uh, a lot of interest on the prop side of things. And you know, so talking about the game was. You know, before the playoffs started, I put some money on the Bills and the Rams, uh, small money. So I've got the Rams still alive. So I'm kind of wondering here: do I do I hedge a little with the Bengals? I, I'm conflicted with one with with two things actually. Was I, I look at the matchup where the Bengals are against the Rams here? I look at the strength of the Rams in, in that front four and the weakness of the of the Bengals in their offensive line, and I'm very conflicted about it. At the same time, this is a Cincinnati Bengals team that went in to Tennessee, beat the number one seed there. In the month of January, they have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs twice, uh, which to me goes a long way. Uh, Additionally, uh, there is a statistic out there uh, in in Super Bowls since the year 2000, teams that are four points or less of an, an underdog uh, are ten two and one against the spread. Uh, so all of those things taken into consideration. Uh, let's say the spread stays at four right now. Forty eight and a half over under. Do you have a particularly strong view on this game, Wes? No, I, I don't at all. Um, you know, when I looked at the game originally, I just felt the matchup was so good for the Rams. Where I, I looked at what took place in the playoffs and the Titans, nine sacks, and the Chiefs really could have had at least three, you know, two or three more sacks, and neither of those teams really come at you the way the Rams do, so part of me was thinking, this is just going to be too difficult for Burrow. He's not going to be able to set up. He's not going to be able to do his Houdini act that he did last week against Kansas City, but what troubled me from the Rams' point of view is they got Tampa Bay into a spot where they should have given them the knockout punch. Tampa Bay's offensive line banged up. Tampa Bay missing some of their key receivers. Tom Brady, not an elusive quarterback, sitting on a spot and had that big lead. That game should have been over. He had to throw 30 times in a row, basically, and the Rams had them where they wanted them in that spot, and they let 
the Bucks move up and down the field, and he's hitting Cameron Brady, he's hitting Scotty Miller, he's hit, you know, and Evans is killing them. I, I just feel like I would have liked to see much better from the Rams for me to have more confidence going in the game. So, yes, the matchup really gives an edge for the Rams, but – I just hated what I saw in the second half from the Rams against Tampa Bay last week. Yeah, yeah, terrible. And I think you mentioned, you know, about the the couple, two, maybe three times that Burrow should have been sacked in that ball game against Kansas City uh, in key situations where he was able to get away. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. And and it and, and to me, the ball game comes down to to to, to that strength of the Rams versus that weakness of the Bengals, how that kind of plays out. But at the same time, you know, can 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 the Rams deliver that knockout punch? I, I was I've actually been very impressed with you think about this. Eric Weddle, who is now a starting safety for for the, for the Rams, who was coaching his son's football team, uh just a few weeks ago, uh, now is going to be calling the signals for this defense in this game. That's one of the most amazing turnarounds that we've seen in a long time. And by the way, Weddle last week, uh, sorry, two weeks ago against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he actually led the Rams in tackles. A pretty amazing story. But you know, the Rams personnel-wise, I, I, I do think it, it's stronger than the Bengals. But the Bengals, to me, have a couple of intangibles. I think one of those intangibles is the way Burrow's been able to play. I think Trey Hendrickson has played remarkable football. His defense overall has, has played pretty well. They hung in there against Kansas City. Mike Hilton, the former Steelers, played very well. And, and the I don't know, the Bengals feel... Why? So on paper, if you ask me, I, I, I really want to, would want to bet the, the Rams in this particular game. But there's a part of me that feels like this Cincinnati Bengals team is, has a little bit of a feel of destiny in them. So for that reason, I'm staying away from the football game, actually. Maybe I'll touch the game in-game. In I don't really have a strong opinion on the over-under. I was going to ask you, Wiz, I, I don't know if you realize this, so... Temperatures in the L.A. area are going to be 85 to 90 degrees on Sunday. The structure, uh, the, the, the way the SoFi Stadium is built architecturally, uh, there's no air conditioning in the building. It's open-sided. I don't think anybody would have anticipated this glass top. Do you think that could impact things? Because they're not going to be able to bring in portable air conditioners. The players will probably have it on them. Uh, but do you think that kind of impacts thing, the heat of that building? Could that be a factor in this particular game? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, you're never quite sure how these things are going to work out. It, it could, you know, especially if, you know, you get, I've seen this so many times before where teams, guys are so hyped up. The next thing you knew, they're cramping up. They need IV fluids. It's it's very difficult to think that that would happen in a, in a February football game. But if the temperature is like that, you could see situations like that. And you could see a defense, a pass rush maybe getting worn down uh, as well, you know, so. You know, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. For me, you know, I, I have a wide range of outcomes for the game. I could see that pass rush just being too much. I could see, you know, Joe Burrow just playing exceptional, being unflappable. I'm going to pass on the side. The total as well, the same thing. Just don't have strong enough conviction. I am much, much stronger on a few prop plays. So I'm just going to give a total pass as far as the game and the total, what say you? I'm going, I'm going the same way, Wiz. I'm, I'm going to stay away from this one uh, in the game total and on, and on the game line. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of see how things are going. And, and, and as well, I'm more intrigued on the, on the prop side of things right now. 
So let me ask you about the props. Do you, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll definitely cover everything that we, you know, like and love in the props. Do you have any props that you would classify under the heading of wacky? A little bit wacky. I have one that's just a little wacky. It's it's basically four players needing to do something in order to hit on the bet. Uh, it, it's a slightly wacky one. I don't have anything like uh, total yards of the field goals, or, 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 or although I am semi-intrigued by uh, total yards on the field goals um, for both the Rams and the um, Bengals because both of these kickers have some long-range ability, and they're not afraid. Both of these kickers have been brought out there by their coaches to kick long field goals. So I'd earn the side of over on those particular bets, but I haven't done it just yet. That's one of the things I'm keeping an eye on. But I have one bet where I'm betting four players to go over in their receiving yards, and uh, I would get paid paid some odds to do that. So, okay, so go, what, which one is that? So so uh, it's, um, it's plus 160 is where I put the bet on. It's for over 49.5 receiving yards for Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Odell Beckham Jr. All four have to go over 49 and a half receiving yards. Uh, it's plus 160 uh, to hit on that. Right. So the odds isn't that much, but considering you got to go four for four, that's why you're getting uh, you're getting eight to five, basically. Yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't classify that one as wacky. My, my one is is definitely wackier than that. Um, my things, I am weighing 125 to 100, um, that the Rams call the first time out of the game. And you may think, you know, you very well are thinking, and I'm sure people who are listening are thinking, how could somebody lay over six to five in two, you know, in a game with two teams that one team is going to call a timeout first? Well, I'm going to answer that question because I, I follow trends and I look at trends, and I, I just have been doing this all year. It's, it's done me well with uh, fantasy football and the player props and all of that. And here's one for you. It's almost unbelievable, but it's true. Sean McVay has called a timeout first in the last nine games the Rams have played. <laughs> he is a wacky, crazy man. He'll run 40, 50 yards if he thinks a play isn't right. You've seen him sprint down if the Rams have the ball inside the five-yard line. So... This is my wacky one. I'm weighing 125 to 100 um, that the Rams call the first time out of the game on Sunday. Uh, that, that is an interesting one, Wiz. Um, very interesting. So so let me you, – you mentioned this is a game of trends, and I, I think – and we've talked about this before at times, a copycat league. There, there's one bet that I have my eye on um, – and I'm probably going to actually take it. Uh, I wanted to talk about it first to kind of talk it through. Uh, but we look at a player like Debo Samuel and what he's been able to do in this league. And they've been sneaky. The, the Bengals have started to use Jamar Chase in slightly different ways. And I was very intrigued for the first time, I think, all year that I saw a Jamar Chase line on rushing yards. I don't think I've seen that all year long. It's Moving back and forth between three and a half, four and a half yards. Right now it sits at three and a half. Um, if you're watching game film, obviously the Cincinnati Bengals have seen what a player like Debo Samuel has done. So I ask you, Wiz, is, is there a chance that they've watched that film very closely and I should be paying attention to the fact that there's a Jamar Chase rushing line this week? Well, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. and I, I don't mind that one at all. 
um, there's different ways he can win that. That one is um, sometimes they throw that quick little bubble screen, and sometimes they'll throw it behind the line of scrimmage. Um, Sometimes it's done on purpose, sometimes it's not so, but that counts as a run. And then the other one is what they did last week. They gave him a jet sweep, uh, and they very well may do that the game. They Look, his his mindset, Zach Taylor's mindset may be, well, let's get Jamar Chase this ball 10 times, uh, either in jet sweeps, bubble screens, throws, and, and, and then we'll go from there. So I don't mind that one at all. And uh, it's also... Interesting because there's a line on how many different players get carries, and I saw one at seven. I saw the line at seven and a half at different players to get carries. So if that one goes over, you could rest assured that it'll be because Jamar Chase got a carry in the game. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've seen a couple of different lines on two on how many players are going to catch the ball, things like that. Um, right. I, I found a couple of things interesting as well, Wiz, on, on some of the lines. So so I'm probably going to bet that chase bet uh, at three and a half is where it sits right now, the over three and a half rushing yards for Jamar Chase. Um, being that I talked about Joe Burrow and the offensive line versus the defensive line of the uh, Los Angeles Rams, I looked at the lines on both of these quarterbacks, actually, for rushing the football. First of all, Matt Stafford has has actually rushed the ball in all three playoff games. He's actually run the ball. And the only reason why he didn't have more rushing yards against Tampa Bay is there was, a, there was a couple of kneel downs at the end of the game, so he actually lost a couple of yards. So that line's at 5.5. Joe Burrow, that line has been moving a half between 10.5 and 11.5. And to me, that's one of my most favorite bets in this particular game. I think Burrow's going to be forced to have to run in this particular game because of the situation that we're talking about. Uh, I think you could see Burrow uh, easily break 10.5 yards, 11.5 yards rushing in this particular game. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, they go about it a different way. I think Joe Burrow has been running for his life in some of these plays. Um, Matt Stafford, you know, more like, you know, if they need the first down or uh, they're playing deep and he's looking to throw the ball deep, sometimes he'll just take off and, and get a few yards. I think they go about it differently. But, uh, yeah, this is a type of game where – all systems go. Then nobody's holding back anything. Nobody's thinking about, you know, don't don't run the ball from a quarterback standpoint. There's no next week. There's nothing else to think about. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't, I don't mind those. Um, you know, they weren't ones that stood out for me, but I certainly uh, would not be fearful of those just for the simple fact that uh, neither neither team and neither quarterback is going to leave anything out on the field. And one thing we've talked a lot about this year, Wiz, and we talked about it during the playoffs, was the Cincinnati Bengals against the tight end was a definite Achilles heel for this defense. Now, we, we just got reported today that uh, Tyler Higby, you know, he couldn't put any weight on his foot. He's, got, he's been placed on IR. He will not play. Uh, but Kendall Blanton, uh, who, who definitely made some noise in the last game that he played, uh, there's no lines on him yet. Uh, so given, given that the Bengals have some weaknesses uh, against the tight end, uh, would, would a player like Kendall Blanton, if they put a line on him, intrigue you at all? 100%. I mean, if you just look at that, where you just figure that the, the, the Bengals are going to give so much attention to Cooper Cup. And what does the Rams' depth shot look like at tight end? I'll tell you another stat. I believe I, I saw this somewhere that the Rams and Bengals were the top two teams in percentage in playing with 11 personnel. So that means that they're playing with one tight end. So if Higby's gone for the game, that is going to probably put – 
an offensive snap count of 90% for Blanton. So I'm waiting for that one just like you are, and I am going to visualize and attack the over once that one comes out. I'm going to look at reception well, as well. Well, guess what, Wiz? It is out. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, is, 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 is the receptions out for him as well? Receptions and yards are out for him. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think the lines are? That's interesting. I would put the receptions at, uh, I'm just thinking, either two and a half or three and a half. I'm going to say, considering that Higby's on injured reserve, I'm going to say three and a half is the under and over. And I would put the yards somewhere in the low to mid 20s. Yep. So 30 and a half is the yardage. Uh, and, and the catches are at three and a half. And you're getting odds, okay. you're getting odds on the three and a half. Yeah, I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that. I'm going to try and figure if I'm going to double dip on that or just play one or the other. Do you have a, do you have a preference on that one? Because to yeah. me, it looks like, you know, he looks like he doesn't need four catches to go over that yards. So he could do it with three catches. So I, I'm thinking about maybe playing yards. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by both. And, and, and part of the reason of the intrigueness is, is, is the fact that we've talked about the Bengals against the tight end all, all year long, and Blanton was on the field. Like you mentioned, the, when, when, once, uh, once Higby went down, that was it. It, it was a one-man show and, 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 showed, and displayed a lot of athleticism. No, absolutely. Sure, he really showed a lot of good, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good quickness and some good burst as well. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking at that. Um, let's go over some other ones we like. Um, I'll go over a couple that I like, and I'm going to leave the last one, my my best one, that is just so far and away I'm confident about for last. So we'll just go over a couple others that we like. I am going. Over on Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow passing yards. I think the Rams have been pretty stingy in terms of giving up touchdowns, but in terms of moving up and down the field, if it's a type of game like I think it is, I think I like Joe Burrow over yards. That's one that I like. With any others that you you know you you liked as well. Uh, in just in, at the quarterback spot, or or just in general. And anywhere, just anyone that you'd like. Yeah, so I, I said this the last game, um, and now that Daryl Henderson has been activated, so I was concerned going into the last game. First off, uh, the two fumbles that we saw against Tampa Bay uh, by Cam Akers, I, I thought it was amazing, obviously, that Cam Akers is on the football field to begin with right now, but I don't know if it was a stamina situation. I, I really don't know, and then and then in the, in the last game, Sony Michelle actually was on the field more than Cam Akers was. So I still don't completely trust Cam Akers at this point in time, especially with another back kind of introduced here. And it's going to be a hot day, so I can't see any of the running backs really taking over in this particular game. Uh, 64 and a half yards. I, I know Cincinnati's not a great defense, but I, I just feel that, that Cam Akers is not going to be on the field more than 50% of the time. And, and for those reasons, Wiz, I'm, I'm going to take the under on Cam Akers rushing yards at 64 and a half. Yeah, I feel similar about Joe Mixon. I think I want to go under in that. I just think it's a game where you may see some R.J. P. Ryan a little bit more. Um, he had that big, big screen pass that went for a touchdown. I think, you know, a lot of confidence in the passing game with him. He's good at pass protection as well. So I, I'm looking at under Mixon as well. I'm considering that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I, I, there weren't any that I really loved uh, 
besides them? I mean, the ones that I liked, I like those, and then this is one that stands out for me. So why don't you talk about any others that you like uh, in terms of player props on Sunday? Yeah, you know, you mentioned Pete Ryan. I'm very intrigued at his total yards for the game. Uh, he's the one guy that's going to come in for Mixon here. Uh, he did make that big touchdown reception, but his o- his total rushing and receiving yards in this game is 15.5, so I'm somewhat intrigued by that as well, Wiz. Um, and I think the only... Uh, the only other one is, you know, so I mentioned the Blanton one. I, I think I'm definitely going to be going with that one. But I, I have one that I, I, I've put the bet on at, at a couple of different levels. I started at 101.5, and, and I've gone to 102.5. I haven't done anything since those two levels. The level is now up to 105.5. We've talked about Cooper Cup. Uh, receiving yards, how consistent this has been. Uh, he was named NFL Offensive Player of the Year yesterday. Uh, but I feel super confident that Cooper Cup is going for a, a nine for one fifty type game again in this ball game. Was yeah, I would never ever ever talk anybody off of uh, off of playing uh, you know Cooper Cup over receptions yards. I think that would be you know crazy uh, if you bet under. You're really, you know, doing it at a at your own risk because he he just can't be covered, and I'm not sure how much attention can be paid to him. Uh, but it just seems like no matter what teams do the game plan against him, he's unstoppable, and Matt Stafford won't stop throwing him the ball. So yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not. Uh, I, I would never talk anybody from playing a Cooper Cup uh, prop up over in any way. So. Is there one, I mean, you mentioned the Cooper Cup. I don't know if you, that you were saying that that was your best one. Is there any one that is just absolutely your your best um, prop bet on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, it's going to be the Cooper Cup receiving yards. I, I think Cooper Cup's going to have 150 receiving yards. I, I don't know why the line is where it is. Uh, it has crept up a little bit. I saw it. The most it got up to was 106.5. Like I said, sits at 105.5. If I see it dip again, It'll be the third time I go in on it. I, I've been on and on at 101.5 and, and 102.5, and so I will be adding to it if I see it move down. It is my strongest view of the game. All right, and that leaves me with my strongest view. It's the, it's the prop play that as far as looking over everything from every crazy prop to every you know logical one that's out there every single week, and I am loving the one that sticks out for me is over T Higgins, 68 and a half. And I started thinking about T Higgins as a receiver, what he does. And then I want them to do some player comps to, to receivers that are similar to T Higgins. So I just, you know, feel strong about trends. So the one thing that T Higgins is other than the other Bengal receivers, he's a much bigger receiver. He's six foot four. So then I started going, okay, I want to look at every matchup during the season that the Rams had against big receivers. So let me read them off to you. They played the Seahawks twice. Metcalf, 5 for 98, 6 for 52. A.J. Green in the regular season, 6 for 5 receiver. 5 for 67, 7 for 107. Played Mike Evans twice, once in the regular season. 8 for 106 in the playoffs, in the championship. 8 for 119. Michael Pittman against the Colts early in the year, 8 for 128. Wide receivers, big receivers have destroyed the Rams. I'm going T. Higgins over 68.5 receiving yards 
as my clear lead pipe lock cinch player prop on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I love it, Wiz. I think it's uh, and you've done your research, you've done your homework. Uh, and by the way, as I'm watching DraftKings right now, I'm actually looking at the page. Uh, Cooper Cup has gone down to 102 and a half, where, where I mentioned I was able to deal that. So that's moved there. And the Jamar Chase line has disappeared as I'm sitting here, Wiz. It's just crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at it now myself. Yeah, he's off. He's off. Yeah, Blanton's at 30, 30 and a half. I'm looking at it now. Uh, yeah, so interesting. Um, very interesting. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. So I hope. Uh, I don't know anything else you wanted to add. I hope you know the, these football playoffs have been just simply amazing. Hopefully, we'll get another great game. Some of these games, I'm just thinking about recent years. The Patriots just sat on the Rams a couple of years ago, and Tampa Bay destroyed Kansas City. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think you know? I know we don't have really a prediction on the games. Don't love anything, but you think we'll see a good game? Yeah, I, I do think we'll see a good football game. I, I really do. I. I think the Bengals have proven that they're, they are an outstanding football team this year. The Rams have put so much into this season. It's the second year in a row that a team is going to be playing uh, in their home stadium. But uh, they, are, they will be the visiting team, by the way. Well, I, I, yes, I do feel it will be a good football game. I know in, in, in many years ago, uh, we were seeing a lot of Super Bowls that were disappointing. As you mentioned, this has probably been the most exciting postseason, maybe in the history of the NFL, the way these games have finished. Uh, the Raiders have gone through the roof. It cannot make the league any happier. Uh, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on it. They expect an incredible viewing audience. Uh, I know the city of Los Angeles is pumped up for this. I, I'm very excited about the football game. I think there are intriguing storylines on both sides. I mean, the Bengals winning the Super Bowl would be definitely an amazing story uh, for the franchise that's been so, so, so challenged over the years. And obviously the Rams have not been in this position for a long time, but have put all their eggs uh, in the basket for this particular season. Yeah, and I didn't see any, we didn't talk about this, and I really haven't looked at it, MVP odds, but what about uh, throwing a few dollars on MVP, Evan McPherson, who has scored more than half of the Bengals' points in the playoffs. Uh, I wonder what the odds are on that. I haven't taken a gander and looked at that one yet, but... Um, It'd be interesting to see a kicker win the MVP of the Super Bowl, but I got to tell you, he would have won a few MVPs of the of the, some of their playoff games for sure. Uh, I mean, Evan McPherson, fifth round pick, you could argue one of the best picks in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a team that's gotten beat up in the past for, for these draft picks, but he has been unbelievable. He is not. I don't know when the last time he missed a kick, and he's. He's very confident right now. He's going to be kicking indoors, and he's he just bangs him in from everywhere. Wiz, he's been absolutely unbelievable. I, I would say at this point in time, if if McPherson is not the not the first kicker taken or the second kicker taken next year in fantasy drafts, I, I would be shocked because this you know as we know a lot of a lot of this spills over into the next season. But he has been so tremendous, and it will be interesting to see if he has odds. I did see there was actually a very large wager placed. Based on Aaron Donald to win the MVP. Um, and the odds are pretty high for that to happen. Uh, normally, you don't see defensive players doing that, but someone did place a very large wager on Aaron Donald winning the MVP in this game. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you could see it. I mean, you know, uh, would you be shocked if uh, if you watched the Super Bowl game and the, the, the Rams sacked them 10 times and Aaron Donald had four sacks? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. I could see... 
like I said, we talked about the game in total. Neither one of us really has a, a strong view, but you know, one of the outcomes I could see is the Rams just, you know, uh, their their defensive line just completely dominates the game, and um, you know, and 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 Aaron Donald uh, leads leads them to a victory by you know sacking Joe Burrow all over the place and causing strip sacks and 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 interceptions and all that. So uh, I, I could see any 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 a wide array of outcomes and scenarios, and uh, that makes for an interesting uh, wager as well. A defensive lineman to win the MVP. All right, Wiz, so uh, we'll be doing a wrap-up next week. Uh, we probably have season wrap-ups to do. A lot a lot to talk about after all is done. Dust settles on all these coaching changes. You know, lot, lots more to discuss in terms of football, but it's certainly been a fun season, Wiz. As this is really going to wrap up the end of the season before we start getting into you know kind of the review process and preparation for next year. But it's been a lot of fun. You know, Hopefully we all enjoy the game on Sunday. Hopefully we're all lucky and, and win some money. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a blast, Wiz. I've, I've totally enjoyed uh, this 2021-2022 football season. Yeah, we've gone from, uh, you know, the spring all the way until uh, February. And, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed uh, doing every one of these with you. And uh, and uh, and it's been interesting and fun. And I uh, hope everyone who's listening enjoys it as well. And uh, we've made some people money along the way and given them a different outlook on how to look at um, fantasy football. And uh, that's what we strive to do. Fantastic, Wiz. All right, so Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, Good luck, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe, and we will talk to you next week. You got it.